now. Let's talk that. Gonna be some sweet As we shine the spotlight on our essential workers serving Zanzi, we catch up with Robert Mulaudzi today, who's been working as a firefighter since 2000 and still responds to emergencies on a daily basis. He's a trained firefighter and emergency medical technician. He's served fire stations in Johannesburg from Eldorado Park to Orange Farm. And more recently, he's worked as a public education officer and currently serves as the spokesperson for the Metropolitan in their public safety headquarters in Martindale, Johannesburg. Thank you for joining us, Robert. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Asanda, and good morning to uh, uh, your listeners and the team. Thanks so much for making time for us. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm great. I'm great. Um, I'm feeling good. You sound I awake. Complain. <laughs> you sound <Yeah>. awake. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you slowly getting there? So you are yeah, a former yeah. firefighter because now you've dedicated your energy to being more of the spokesperson role and more on public safety. But uh, as yes. a firefighter, let's go back there when you started in 2000. What yes. uh, inspired you to get into this field of work? Oh, I, I would say that uh, in my uh, neighborhood, I, I had people who were... Uh, back then waiting for uh, the ambulance service. Uh, they were not really trained, but they were just, uh, most of them, they were just driving uh, those uh, emergency vehicles. So for me, firstly, I was fascinated by the, you know, sirens and, you know, that adrenaline rush of those vehicles moving to emergencies and also the passion to uh, help other people who are in danger, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was um, uh, the fascin- the fascination in terms of uh, you know the uh, responding to those emergencies. I just you know as a young man, I was I will always be fascinated by the you know seeing those vehicles uh, moving to each and every area where there's an uh, emergency. And of course, I developed uh, you know the love to uh, help people who are in in need of this very important uh, service. Did the training uh, show you flames? <laughs> yeah, or was it something it, you were able to handle? <laughs> I had to speak there in metaphor. Yeah, How was the training maybe, for you? Maybe for me, Asanda, was, it was good because already when I joined the service, I was already active like in terms of, okay. you know, I was always running, exercising. So, yes, the training was hard. Yeah, very vigorous training. But uh, it, I, I think I, I did well because I was already active, you know, before I even joined the service. What do you say? What would you say it takes to be a firefighter? What kind of a character should do this type of job? Yeah, I think mentally you need to be very much, uh, you know, strong because we we don't really see, uh, you know, it's not like a normal job, like where you go to work at uh, maybe nine to five. Like you guaranteed that at five o'clock you'll be home. So here you you work unusual hours, mm. and 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 it's very stressful because you uh, mostly seeing people who are in danger, people who need help, and uh, most of them they are not uh, they 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 they, they are, in, are not in a good space. So you might also be stressed in the process. So you need mm. to be very much you know mentally strong and also physically. You need to be someone who regularly. I, I don't want 
I don't want to say who goes to the gym like myself, you know, go to the gym every morning, but you need to be physically fit. And of course, you need to be prepared to be away from your loved ones because you don't normally get to spend your normal holidays, like your Easter holidays, your you know, festive season holidays. So you, you, so you must know that when you are enjoying the service, those kind of holidays, you are not going to be able to see them because that is where you are mostly needed in uh, during those times. I mean, this is a service that you have to dedicate your life to, basically, which is why we appreciate you guys and are applauding you here on Sound Awake. What would you say to those many men and women who took the role of being firefighters and who are, you know, at the forefront of making sure that South Africans are safe? Yeah, no, uh, for me, I would say that I, I, I don't even know where to start, but we, we uh, salute them. I think we, we respect them for the commitment which, you know, they actually raise up their hands to say they want to re- to assist, you know, those people who are in danger. It's not an easy, it's a, for me, I, I say it's a thankless job because most of the time you don't really get to be acknowledged like while you do what you're doing, like like this show. I'm not saying it because now I'm being interviewed, but uh, mm. I think it's one of those, uh, you know, responsibilities or careers where, uh, you uh, once in a you know after a very long time you get to be acknowledged to say thank you for what you're doing for so when you get an opportunity to be interviewed and be acknowledged and being sent on what you are doing it, it feels good because even though most of us we didn't join so that we can somebody can say thank you but it also always feels good and then it gives you that courage to be able to continue to do what you do because. Uh, I mean, as I said earlier, we work unusual hours. Mm. You uh, very, uh, you know, we are always away from our loved ones. You know, we always find ourselves in a very dangerous situation. Most of the times, we 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 don't get to save those lives which we are intending to save, and also we also put our lives in danger on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, you can always imagine, you know, the stressful conditions we work on so we need to uh you know commend you know men and women who are who continue to risk their lives on a day-to-day basis to in order to save the lives of others and i mean we absolutely understand the humility with which you guys carry yourselves as much as you say you chose to be here and you are serving the people you're not looking for thank yous but we still need to acknowledge you anyway and it's the least that we can do as a public education officer, what is the role there? What do you uh, do? Okay, so so in the in the fire service, um, uh, unlike before, you know, most of you out there, uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, people who are outside the service, you just know the fire department as uh, people who put, you know, their wet stuff into the hot stuff, who just extinguishing fires. Mm-hmm. But uh, lately, uh, the fire service has invested a lot of money. Uh, in terms of empowering the community or the residents out there with the necessary skills, but in terms of what is it that they can do when there's emergency. So the public education department or unit is solely responsible to educate our residents about a fire safety program. What is it that they can do when there's an emergency? There are programs which are designed for your necessary schools, like your preschools, mm-hmm. There are programs which are designed for, uh, you know, young people like your secondary school levels. 
and also there are programs which are designed for your general community members so that they can be able to do something before us as the trained people arrive in that emergency. So, for instance, they'll be trained on uh, first aid, you know, stopping the bleeding if somebody's bleeding, how to evacuate a burning building, things like that. So the public education department on a day-to-day basis goes out there to educate our residents about this uh, life and fire safety educational programs. So what are the hotspots for fire calls, would you say, in maybe, let's say, the Gauteng, Johannesburg area? I know you're not just putting out fires, but if we focus on fires, which are the areas yes. that are hardest hit? No, in, in, in the city, I would say in Johannesburg, because I think that is where most of the spotlight is. Uh, Johannesburg has got a number of informal settlements. So I would say it's the informal settlements in the city of Johannesburg, mainly... Uh, those informal settlements, which mostly most of, of them, they are not electrified. They don't have electricity. So it will be areas like your Deep Slot, Alexander, Cape uh, Town, that area of Soweto. Uh, so I would say generally the informal settlement. The reason being that they, the residents in those areas, they are using still using, you know, uh, heating devices, which makes them vulnerable to fire incidents. For example. They are still using uh, paraffin stoves. Most of these paraffin stoves, they are not regulated. They are, the residents tend to go and buy the cheaper ones, which most of them uh, explode you know, while they are in use. They are still using your know, candles. They are using brazier or imbaula. Uh, most of them, they, they are forced to take it to bed when they go to bed, and most of them, they don't wake up in the morning because of the toxic fumes which comes out of that uh, imbaula. So I would say... Uh, residents in our informal settlements are mostly the most vulnerable communities in terms of uh, fire incidents, which we respond to, you know, throughout the city of Johannesburg. Aren't you glad you're not in California right now or based in Cape Town where there are issues uh, like wildfires, which are actually even raging right now currently in California and even uh, Greece battling with that. Lately, Tunisia was having their own issues. Is the response different to wildfires than it is to a, a house fire? Yes, it is different. Even the training is different because we are mostly trained in terms to respond to your, um, you know, structural fires. So the training also there is uh, different. Um, you know, even the conditions, the conditions which they work under, the, the, the firefighters who respond to those kind of emergencies are very, you know, dangerous. And uh, because then don't, they don't, if you look at them, uh, they they don't really have um, uh, mostly most of them when they extinguishing fires they in terms of protection mm. it's much more lesser than us because when you go to that incident you don't have like your breathing apparatus there's this thing which we carry at the back if you see the movies or maybe you've once seen yes. a past drive to driven to a fire incident you see we've got a we call it the breathing apparatus a breathing apparatus which we use when we responding to emergencies. Most of those firefighters on, on who are, uh, attend to wildfires, they don't carry those kind of uh, uh, gadgets or equipment. So we, we are much more, uh, I would say, protected than them. Even the, the, Which the should be the other way around, isn't it? Or not? Yes, it's, 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 yeah, because, because, because them, it's, 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 it's more, uh, I would say, for me, even though, yeah, the, 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 in terms of danger, yeah, the, the, the danger yeah. is the same because, uh, the, you know, with our, our line of work, 
you know, you, you, your life becomes in danger as soon as you jump into that fire truck. While you are responding, you're already in danger because mm. you might not even get them. But uh, for me, as a trained person who understands the technicalities, yeah, for them it's much more dangerous for them. Or maybe let's not say it should be the other way around. Let's say it should be equal. It should be the same for for both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, but even 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 here in South Africa, we do have like um, you know those kind of firefighters who are trained on that other side. You know, mostly uh, they normally be invited to go out. Even though even us, we normally get invited to. Uh, areas like Haiti and the, the Philippines and the others, when they have like earthquakes and things like that, mm-hmm. which are much more dangerous. But I would say, generally, you know, you know, our kind of work is gen- is danger- generally dangerous. So you can't say really that one is lesser dangerous yeah. than the other one. But yeah, it's a it's, it's just a different environment where you you find yourself operating. And unfortunately, or fortunately, there is some always going to be someone who raises up his or her hand to say that he wants to do that kind of a job. Hence, we always appreciate, you know, uh, the frontline workers or, you know, the emergency yes. services personnel who on a day-to-day basis are out there in, you know, all dangerous situations, in all kinds of weather. Because we, we, we don't decide that today it's raining, you're not going to go to work, or mm. today it's cold, you're not going to go to work. We're always out there doing what we do you know all we absolutely places. appreciate each and every one of you and appreciating you for also waking up early this morning and uh please uh just know that we we see you and we salute you as our heroes really no thank you very much for for for, for hosting us we really appreciate it and uh, i think this kind of uh gesture will actually make us to you know go out there and do what we are doing you know with more energy of course, you know, because we know that uh, uh, people like yourself and your team there and also the listeners, you know, uh, they appreciate uh, what we're doing. Okay, well, thank you. We, we're glad mm-hmm. to make a difference. Uh, th- enjoy your, your Thursday as well, Robert. Please be safe. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I'm, I'm just on my way now to the gym, so okay. I'm sure I'll have a great day. <laughs> yes, you will. Enjoy the session there as well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Great. Robert Mulaudzi, former firefighter and spokesperson of the City of Johannesburg Emergency Management.